1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
2: Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys' weekend was fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on Locked on Cougars today. We're going to continue on with our 100 seasons of BYU football, looking at the 1922 BYU football program that rebirthed the sport at Brigham Young University. We'll explain what led to them resuming playing after canceling in the late 1800s. We'll also talk a little bit about the NFL draft upcoming. What does Chris Wilcox offer an NFL team should they draft him or sign him as an undrafted free agent. We'll weigh in on that. And of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. BYU women's volleyball out of the NCAA tournament. BYU basketball announcing the signing of Atiki Ali a Tiki. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends at Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. Thank them for being aboard. And let's dive on in. Let's get into it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 19th. 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on Locked On Cougars. If you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the brand new Odyssey app. Some of you guys may want to check out if you're looking for a new podcast provider. They do a great job with that app. Hit that follow button. Join us every single Days we talk BYU sports and in addition to that a really simple way to listen to this podcast is to use your own voice and you're probably wondering okay what are you talking about Jake what I'm talking about is use your smart devices whether it's your smartphone your smart speakers at your home tell them play podcast locked on cougars and magically we will appear and my voice will be right there for you guys thank you for making us a part of your day it's a blast to be with you guys talking about the Cougars. All right, getting going here on a Monday. Let's start off with our NFL draft countdown. We are getting ready for the draft. It is a week from this Thursday. It's crazy to think it's coming that quickly, but in the lead up to it, I wanted to talk about the NFL draft prospects that BYU has. Let you know kind of what I know about these guys, what I expect from them at the next level, what their chances are of being drafted, all that stuff. We're going to begin today with Chris Wilcox, former BYU cornerback. Now, Wilcox is an interesting case study because I think he is exactly what the modern day NFL wants in its cornerbacks. A guy who stands over six foot can run a sub 11 second, 100 meters, 4.3 seconds in the 40 yard dash, and absolutely can just run with almost anybody out there. And that's exactly what Chris Wilcox can do. This is a guy who came to BYU, as some of you may recall, and if you don't, he had never played cornerback in his entire life at the prep ranks. It was just not something he had done. He'd been an athlete, ran very good track numbers. I think they clocked him at like 10.68 seconds in the 100 meters as a senior in high school and came to BYU as part of an experiment. Ed Lamb is of the opinion that you can go out and get guys that you see true athleticism from and mold them into the player that you want to become, and Chris Wilcox is pretty much the poster child for what Ed Lamb aimed to do. He came In as a guy who had never played defensive back, but trained for five years in Provo, learning how to play the position, and he had his druthers along the way. Had issues early on in his career when he was put on the field early on, and really got baptism by fire when it came to figuring out the position against really, really good athletes. You can think some of the great players that BYU has faced and Chris Wilcox has faced, but he's also had his share of injuries as well. He opted out of last year's bowl game, I think, due in part to his wanting to get a jump start on preparing for the NFL draft. I think also just to make sure he didn't get injured. This is a guy for the majority of the past two years at BYU dealt with injuries that really stopped him from being on the field. And honestly, those injuries are probably going to be the reason why he's probably going to be a day three pick. I guess seventh round if a team is enthralled by him, that picks him or a priority undrafted free agent. Now, this is not a bad route for a guy like Chris Wilcox because as I have talked with people who monitor the draft agents and all that stuff, the funny thing is once you get into the seventh round, there are many agents and players out there who say you would rather be an undrafted free agent and kind of pick your spot where you're able to go to as an undrafted free agent and say, okay, they only have this X number of guys. I've got a better chance of making that roster there versus being drafted and being locked into a team that potentially took you just for value sake and they've got a logjam of players at the position that you're playing at. So it's not necessarily the end of the world if you're an undrafted free agent when it comes to the NFL draft and I see the career arc of a guy like Chris Wilcox going the same way as another former Cougar and that's Michael Davis. Davis is a little bit different story at BYU. He was healthy for the majority of his time. He had played defensive back in high school, both of them Southern California natives, but Michael Davis was benched as, as a senior at BYU and a guy like Chris Wilcox, I think can learn from what Michael Davis did. Michael Davis went to pro day at BYU and put together some phenomenal numbers, ran very, very fast. He's got a similar type of frame to a guy like Chris Wilcox. I think Davis is listed at six foot two, 190 pounds, similar to Wilcox where he was six foot two, I think just around 200 pounds at BYU's Pro Day. Both of them can absolutely run and can hang with almost anybody in the world when it comes to running stride for stride with a guy down the field on a route. The bigger thing is, you're going to have to see Chris Wilcox develop the ball hawking skills skills, excuse me, and the coverage ability that a guy like Michael Davis developed both at his time at BYU and now especially in the NFL. Uh, Michael Davis has made good on every bet on himself. He now signed a multi-million dollar three-year contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's just been a phenomenal story to see him go from being benched as a senior at BYU to now being a starting caliber cornerback in the NFL. I think Chris Wilcox can draw a lot of the parallels between himself and Michael Davis and hope that he has a similar type of career. I think that Chris Wilcox can be a guy who can be a player in the NFL. I think that is absolutely within his capability, but he's got to prove he can avoid being injured more often than he has been at BYU for the past two years. If he enjoys a good run of health, there's no reason to think that he can't go out there in murky mini camp during training camp upcoming this summer in the NFL and show that he is very capable of being a guy who can contribute on a 53-man roster. He may have to start his career as a a practice squad player similar to Michael Davis then kind of work his way up, join an active roster midway through the season, something like that, and then prove his worth. But you've got to do two things as an undrafted free agent. You've got to be a guy who's capable and healthy, who's always available. You've also got to contribute on special teams. And that's something that Wilcox will need to prove because I don't recall him playing on a lot of special teams during his time at BYU. I think I remember seeing him on kickoff coverage for a little bit, but he was not a guy who I think of as a guy who was contributing heavily on special teams, Uh former defensive back and Diane Woloku. that guy was on seemingly every special team out there for BYU. And that's going to be helpful for him as he tries to resurrect his NFL career as well. So a guy like Chris Wilcox, I think he has the potential of being a rotational potential low end starter on an NFL franchise, but it's not going to be a day one thing. He's going to have to go into a training camp, prove that he is better than the other guys he's competing for a roster spot with, earn that roster spot, potentially end up on a practice squad for a year or two and then finally break out Uh, like I said, this career arc that I could envision for a guy like Chris Wilcox it absolutely mirrors that of Michael Davis the former BYU Cougar and I'm hopeful that they're both in contact with one another, Michael Davis has kind of given a little bit of a pep talk saying hey, this is the route to walk here's what you need to do that's different than what I had to do to prove myself and the hope is that Chris Wilcox can be yet another good defensive back who comes out of BYU and shows that yes, BYU BYU is not a graveyard for defensive backs. There is NFL talent in BYU's defensive backfield, and the NFL team should be taking a closer look at guys at BYU. It would be interesting to see if Chris Wilcox does get drafted, though, because if I'm not mistaken, he would be the first defensive back drafted from BYU since Derwin Gray back in 1993. Think about that, nearly three decades ago since a BYU defensive back was drafted. So there's a lot at stake for a guy like Chris Wilcox, and we'll continue to do these throughout the next week or so in the lead up to the draft letting you know where I think guys are going to be slotted when it comes to their potential at the next level. But I really do believe that Chris Wilcox has got a big opportunity here. He is built for the modern-day NFL defensive backfield. The hope is that he's healthy, he can prove that he can play at that level, and he can go out there and make some money. That'd be really, really cool to see him ultimately live out his dream in the NFL as it is for all of these guys when it comes to former Cougars in the pros. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll stick with BYU football. Our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown continues with 1922, the rebirth of Brigham Young University or the birth pending who you want to believe. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online, folks. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football futures are on the website. If you want to go out and place bets on the upcoming NFL or college seasons, you can do that. But the NBA is ongoing right now, NHL, and Major League Baseball. You can bet on all of those. Bet even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine to bet on. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free. Free to sign up. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Yes, a 50% welcome bonus, free money being given to you to bet with. Take advantage of it now. Betonline.ag promo code Locked On with your first deposit and get that 50% welcome bonus. It's courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, friends, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. You can catch up today on the first drop of the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. But in addition to that, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes Podcast for the latest draft news. And also stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage that'll be coming your way next week. All right, continuing on with our football theme here on a Monday, let's talk about the 1922 BYU football program. Yes, we are beginning again a new era of BYU football, and if you believe BYU and what they like to put out there, this is the first year of true play for Brigham Young University. The four seasons we talked about last week were as part of Brigham Young Academy, which is essentially a conglomerate of both high school and college courses that were kind of put all into one. It was kind of a conglomeration of those two. In the early 1900s, BYA, Brigham Young Academy, split up to what is now known as Brigham Young University, the Cougars that we root for, we talk about on this podcast, as well as what was known as Brigham Young High, and they began to operate as separate entities. Brigham Young High School operated as a high school, Brigham Young University operated as a college, later became a university and had all of that going on for them. Well, in 1922, BYU began intercollegiate play once again in college football, but was not without a ramp up to that. Let me explain. When the academy began playing football again in 1919, head coach Eugene L. Roberts played against high school teams through the 1920 season. In 1921, as they got ready to play collegiate competition once again, BYU played home-and-home series of both the Ogden Athletic Club as well as the freshman teams from Utah and Utah State before entering the Rocky Mountain Conference, which BYU was a member of for a time as in 1922 as a member of that conference. This was a conference, as you would expect, the Rocky Mountain's, had teams from this region. Think of Denver, Utah State, Utah, Colorado School of the Mines. Uh, Colorado State was in this conference. There's a number of teams that you would recognize. Uh, Denver, Colorado, the Buffaloes, Wyoming, and Montana State were all members of this. And BYU, I'll be honest, had a really tough season. And funny enough, it goes all the way back to a rivalry with Utah and Utah State. Let me explain here. In the Salt Lake Telegram, there's a piece uh, talking about BYU as they began to play, once again, under new head coach Alvin Twitchell, and Twitchell was a high school coach who had played both basketball and football at Utah State before taking over as the head coach at BYU as the basketball coach, then became the football coach. Eugene L. Roberts, who'd really helped the program get off the ground, was now the athletics director at BYU, so both of them were very much involved in this relaunch of the Y playing football, but... But in the solid Telegram in 1922, they're talking about BYU beginning their season once again. And this is a piece from newspapers.com by Harvey Hancock uh, talking about coach Alvin Twitchell, recently returned from a summer's training in football techniques and strategy at the University of Illinois, will call Brigham Young University Gritters to the sodded turf about September 15th. It will be the first attempt at the pigskin game at the Pro Institution as a bona fide member of the Rocky Mountain Conference. Many anticipate that the, quote, baby team will have little chance in their first year but those who have confidence in the ability of the Brigham Young University mentor to turn out a splendid gridiron machine. Well, that didn't necessarily come to pass because of one thing here, and they mentioned this. In the second subheading, it says, Freshman Rule Hurts. And I'll read directly from this piece. Director of Athletics Eugene Roberts, in discussing this part of the handicaps at the University of Utah and Utah Agricultural College, which is now known as Utah State University, blocked the movement of BYU to use freshmen this year. Whether it was for an altruistic or selfish purpose, we don't know. But the fact remains that it severely hurts the Y in its first conference initiation. Coach Twitchell will use the freshman team of last year as the nucleus around which to build this year's conference team. His first setback also comes from Glenn Simmons and Ken Wright, both stellar performers last season, who will be ineligible to compete. No details were given on their reason for inel- ineligibility, but nonetheless, otherwise, the squad will be intact. attack. Finally, Fuller, the little quarterback, will be in the harness, and Clyde Packard, more noted for basketball than gridiron fame, will hold down one half. Halfback Mark Pine, who made more ground against the University of Utah freshman last season than any other plunger, is once again rounding into shape. He is the most likely prospect at the Y, and his large hands make him especially fitted for throwing forward passes. Now, BYU, as this article noted, and you can go find this. You can search it on newspapers.com, or you can go on uh, to the Wikipedia page for the 1922 BYU football program, who explained you can read more of this piece. It was really, really interesting to read about. But think about that. University of Utah and Utah State saying, oh, yeah, hey, welcome to the conference, BYU. But you know what? Yeah, that freshman team you're hoping to use this year, those freshmen you recruited to play in this conference, they're ineligible this year. And I liked how it said, whether this is for an altruistic or a selfish reason, we'll never know. Well, I think we all have an idea of what the reasoning was for it. But nonetheless, the roots of the rivalries go back all the way to 1922, folks. And it's just crazy to think about. But nonetheless, very interesting to read about all the same. 1922 was a struggle for the Cougars they finished 1-4 in conference play 1-5 overall but actually played against all teams who were members of the Rocky Mountain Conference there's no delineation of which game amongst the six that BYU played this season was considered a non-conference game but it was an absolute slog for Coach Twitchell and Brigham Young University their first game October 7th they hosted Utah Agricultural University which is now Utah State lost that one 41-3 so they avoided a shutdown out in their debut then the next week went to Utah and were absolutely pummeled 49 to nothing they followed that up 10 days later with a home game against Colorado Mines losing 47 to nothing and then finally three weeks later in a home game against Wyoming they beat Wyoming 7 to nothing for their lone win on the season also it was the first touchdown in program history it was scored on a pass from captain and left halfback Paul Packard who we just read about he passed to Hunter Manson who ran 25 yards for that score, giving BYU the 7-0 victory. Then, uh, 11 days later, BYU finished out the season on the road at Colorado Agricultural, which is now Colorado State in Fort Collins, losing 33-0, and then went out with a whimper in their regular season finale at Wyoming on November 30th, losing 13-0 in the rematch against the Cowboys. So just a tough season all the way around. BYU finished near the bottom of the standings. Montana State finished actually at the bottom of the conference, only playing one conference game but when you don't win a game you're at the bottom wyoming was one and six as a program they were the only team worse than byu at one in four in rocky mountain conference action utah was on the opposite end of the spectrum they finished five and zero in conference play seven and one overall and for in state sake utah agricultural utah state finished five and four overall in the season three and three in the middle of the conference of the rocky mountain standings So a very, very tough season for BYU. And it really goes back to, you wonder how much might have changed had that freshman rule been allowed to let BYU and Coach Twitchell use guys they had recruited to bring in and hopefully bolster this team. We'll talk about 1923 tomorrow and how things went for the Cougars then. But I can tell you this much, very much a tough season all the way around. And also players on the first BYU football team of record include Bernardino Bowman, Merrill Bunnell, Royal Chamberlain. That's a great name, Royal Chamberlain. Berlin, Buck Dixon, Boney Fuller, yes, that Boney Fuller, Victor Hatch, I need to find out how I'm related to Victor Hatch considering my last name is Hatch, Elwood Jackson, Keith Mazur, Hunter Manson, who scored the first touchdown in BYU history, Lynn Miller, Frank Morgan, Paul Packard, Truman Partridge, and Ike Young. So, there you go. That is the 1922 BYU football program, and in that season, outscored a grand total of 184-10. to 10. What an awful debut for BYU, if I'm being frank about it, but there were extenuating circumstances. They're a brand new team to a conference that had been established for quite some time. They're in-state rivals, very much well-established as well, and we'll talk more about this as we go along, but BYU had a really, really hard time getting things going. We'll talk about 1923 tomorrow as we continue on with these countdowns, but BYU... It was very much a, a slow climb for them to get to relevancy in college football. But you know what? That's why we have to learn from history so we can look forward to the future. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Basketball announces the signing of Triple A himself, Atiki Ali Atiki. Women's volleyball bounces out of the NCAA tournament. A lot to get to. We'll cover it all in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Guys, we absolutely love this company. I can tell you this much. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars you have ever had and I mean that sincerely. They have both nut and non-nut flavors out there for you guys and if you have a peanut Nut allergy or just a nut allergy overall. The good news is the non nut flavors are made in a nut free facility, so you don't have to have any concerns with regards to that. There are over 20 different flavors available to you guys. I absolutely love Built Bar. Some of my favorites include cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, raspberry, orange, coconut, and my all time favorite recently, the one I just cannot find anything that's better than it, is Cherry Barcia. I guarantee you guys will find something you will enjoy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Fifteen. While you're there, by the way, when you're learning about Built Bar, BuiltBar.com, and save yourself fifteen percent. My recommendation is you guys get a box. The the variety pack, the assorted pack where it brings all different flavors to you. You give them all a shot. Then you pick the ones you guys like. Go and order once again. Use Locked 15 once again. Save some more money and enjoy the best tasting protein bars out there. And you will not believe how healthy these are for you guys. They're high protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calories. They're the perfect complement when you need a snack that is healthy for you. So give them a shot. BuiltBar.com. Once again, use that promo code Locked15 for 15% off your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere
0: it's Kubota orange day shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors zero term mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30 get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors see the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on so find your local dealer today that's kabotaorangedays.com.
2: Folks, today, April 19th through the 26th, later this week, you can listen to The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. It features analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars of their team. I may or may not have a part in this talking about Zach Wilson, so stay tuned for that. Search out The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Odyssey's your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, odyssey.com. All right, folks, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know from the weekend that was in BYU sports. Great news came over the weekend as BYU announced that they have signed Atiki Ali Atiki as a scholarship agreement to play for the BYU men's basketball program head coach Mark Pope said in the statement, we are incredibly excited to announce that Tiki is the newest member of the BYU basketball family. Growing up in Tanzania, Tiki will bring to our team a fresh worldview and an added diversity to our continued pursuit of the best locker room in America. He is humble, hungry, and has an overwhelmingly special work ethic that Cougar Nation will fall in love with. He's a gifted athlete with length, athleticism, and touch around the rim. He is sure to become a fan favorite and have a major impact on BYU basketball and our entire community for years to come. Uh, Tiki is a center who stands six foot 11, excuse me, with a seven foot two wingspan, weighs into 220 pounds. He has been playing up in Canada. He is the number five college basketball product in Canada by Canada's National Preparatory Association. He averaged 19 points and 12 rebounds his junior season. His senior season was heavily impacted by COVID-19 and has really not played much. So there's not many stats to note on that. But nonetheless, Good news. I think some people out there were worried when he didn't sign right away with BYU, but Atiki Ali Atiki, officially a member of the BYU men's basketball program. On to women's volleyball. The number 16 seed BYU women's volleyball program lost the number one seed to Wisconsin in straight sets, 2025, 1725, 17 12-25 in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament on Saturday. That ended the Cougars' ninth consecutive tournament run. Unfortunately, BYU couldn't find much going early on in this match, and man, the Badgers very much look like the top team overall, and absolutely just crushed BYU. But a good season all the same for BYU, winning the West Coast Conference once again, and as I mentioned, nine straight NCAA tournament berths for Heather Olmsted. Really, really cool to see what they're building, and I'm expecting next year BYU will make a tenth appearance in the NCAA tournament, but nonetheless, a sad end to their season. On to women's soccer, now they finished out a senior day with. 4-0 4-0 route of Portland at Southfield on Saturday. Rachel McCarthy had three shots, an assist, and a goal in her first career start as BYU won that match. Really, really cool to see her as a sophomore forward go out and have a good game on Senior Day. Some of her fellow teammates obviously celebrating the last time they'll play at Southfield. Now BYU looks forward to the NCAA tournament. Expected to be seated fairly high. The number 17 ranked Cougars are 11-3-1, 7-1-1 one, one one in the West Coast Conference. They finished second in the West Conference behind only number 11th ranked Santa Clara. They will now await a potential NCAA tournament berth and will earn their learn their postseason fate today at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The selection show will be live streamed at ncaa.com if you want to read up more on that. And now two final notes before we go here. BYU men's tennis took down rival Utah 4-1 on senior day at the outdoor tennis courts on Saturday. That extended its win streak to seven straight matches heading into the final road trip of the season next weekend. Really cool to see this for day Porter in his first season as BYU men's head coach. Uh, They will head to California for the final weekend of the regular season. They'll face number 30 Pepperdine on Friday with a chance to win the West Coast Conference regular season title and earn an automatic bid in the NCAA tournament. And then also will visit LMU on Saturday for those back-to-back matches to round out the season. So best of luck to Coach Porter and the rest of the men's tennis program for BYU. And then finally, congratulations to Leo Tykini Kinney from West High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. He is a Officially announced his commitment to play for the BYU football program similar to many others in this recruiting class for BYU Kenny Kenny is an athlete he's a six foot three 200 pound athlete that you can envision pay, playing potentially multiple positions at the next level I would imagine if they put some weight on him he probably ends up as a linebacker but they probably have their ideas of where they can put him but he's officially an athlete coming out of West High School and just a great name Leotai Kinikini. Congratulations to Leotai on his commitment to be a member of the BYU football program. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. We'll have more throughout the week on our 100 seasons of BYU football. Also looking at the various prospects in this year's NFL draft for BYU. What I expect from them, having talked to people about their prospects, where they might end up. We'll have that all covered for you and obviously we'll continue to have everything else in BYU sports covered for you guys with the spring sports continuing to finish out their Seasons getting ready for the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about BYU women's soccer where they're seeded in the NCAA tournament They'll be headed to North Carolina for that. There's plenty to get to all week long right here on Locked on Cougar. so join us every single day if you don't mind hit that follow or subscribe button and also follow the show on social media we'll keep you up to speed on everything with BYU sports as well as any news about the podcast search out Locked on Cougars on Facebook Instagram or Twitter love hearing from you guys as well you can reach out to us anytime by emailing the show Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address if you've got comments concerns whatever you got for us please feel free to weigh in that way All right, that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 19th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.